Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with RoboKid. Hi. <laughs> And we met, what, four or five years ago? No, Where did three, we meet? Four. New York. Was it? It might, it might have been. Or like, like Philly. I'll put some pictures here. So long ago. Yeah. I can't remember. Because <laughs> we were both like in the Northeast at the same time. So when I first moved here, I crashed on <laughs> Robocus yes, place. That's how I got my start here, so thank you. <laughs> first sidewalk talk. Yeah. Here. Film. Like the early strategy, we were like talking about it like early on and everything, so yeah, part of my beginning. So you were born in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, so I was born like uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, like that. I was born in Rhode Island, but I grew up in Mass. Yeah. Like on the border, mm -hmm. so like in the middle of nowhere, basically. <laughs> Are your parents from there as well? Uh, yeah, my mom's from Rhode Island, my dad's from Mass, but they're like one town apart. They're like right on the border, so they grew up like a town apart. But uh, yeah, so they've lived there their whole life. What do they do? Uh, my mom's a nanny, professional nanny, mm -hmm. and uh, my dad is like an engineer and has had the same job since like high school pretty much. Oh wow. So. Where do you get your creative side from then? I think both my parents are creative. Uh, my mom used to do like music and stuff too like she used to like try and do lessons like actually when I was taking piano lessons she used to always just try and like do like violin lessons or something or like I don't know so both my parents are pretty creative I guess. Was but, piano something that you wanted or did they kind of like tell you to get lessons? Uh, it was like all my siblings and I did it like my brother and my sister and I but I was the first one to like start it and I was like four and I didn't really know. I thought everyone at the time was doing piano lessons. Like I thought it was just a thing that like, everyone my age did. So it wasn't like weird, but uh, then my like sister quit and then my brother quit and then my parents were like, you can't quit because everyone else quit. Yeah. So I just kept doing it. What did they do now? Uh, they, my brother, um, he's like still in school figuring stuff out and my sister, uh, she lives in North Carolina um, and like does, uh, she's like a teacher, but she's like a private teacher for mm -hmm. like his homeschool thing. But my brother actually makes music, it's cool. We kind of like started making music around the same time and he, he's like always been like just making stuff too, so. And then early on you were into like those video games or like 8-bit stuff, right? Yeah, so like one of the first like when I first discovered like electronic music, aside from like Eiffel 65 and like that stuff when I was like a kid, um, was like chiptune music on like MySpace. So like there's like Unicorn Kid and like Saber Pulse and like Henry Home Sweet were like some of the people I used to listen to and they were like just like used to make video like stuff off the Game Boy. There's like this like cartridge thing called LSDJ and you plug it in and it just like turns your Game Boy into like a synthesizer and I always wanted to do it but I never had like I was too young to order things offline so like I couldn't <laughs> order it offline and my parents wouldn't get me it because it was like a sketchy website um, 
but I used to just watch the videos all the time. That's what got me like into down. Like that's why I downloaded like Fruity Loops and stuff oh. in like high school. Yeah. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? I feel like I didn't know who I was or what I wanted. Like I would try and like fit in with like sports people, but I hated sports. But just like because I thought it was cool. But and they like I mean, I I don't know. I had a bunch of different groups of friends. Um, but, like, I would always, like, after school, I would just, like, hide in my room and just go online and just go on, like, MySpace and, like, have, lead, like, a second life almost. Like, it was kind of like a different yeah. life, like, altogether online. Like, I had different friends online and, like, none of my real friends knew about my online friends and so. What kind, what kind of community was it? Was it, like, forum-based or? It was, like, all on MySpace for the most part, like, when I first started out, like, talking to people. Um, like music talking related? to strangers online. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't music related at first, actually. Um, I used to do MySpace layouts. Do you know what that is? Like oh, the, like the skins. But like HTML, yeah. yeah. So that was like what got me to the deep internet, kind of, and like meeting a ton of people. And like, I actually had like, like almost 40,000 friends on that MySpace. Because it was like, I used to do all the like horror train things that they like, like on the bulletins and shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. I would always try and get as many friends because it was like a thing where I was even trying to like sell my layouts at one point to get money. Like it was yeah. just like, but this was when I was like, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade. How do you teach grade. yourself all that, like the designing stuff? I would just view source like people's MySpace pages and then like go into the coding and like copy things and then yeah. figure out how it works by like doing that and then just like google you know just googling how do i do this with html yeah. and then like yeah just kind of like it's almost like producing music it's like just it's like an art form yeah. i guess but it's just coding i guess yeah. all coding's like that but what attracted you initially to that like graphic design world online i think it was just the aesthetics and the visualness like I really liked the concept of having your own page online that you could just do whatever to. And like having your own website was weird or like at the time wasn't really a thing. And there was no Facebook or anything like that. And I think it just being young and like being able to like pick your music for your page and like change the look of it and like figuring out cool stuff no one else could do on their pages was fun. Then also like doing it for all my friends at school because like I was like the one kid who knew that. But yeah. now I think about it, it's like just so lame. But like <laughs> I think it's so cool. It's funny. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. And then back then you were listening to listening to like Timbaland, but also like emo rock. Stuff, yeah, right? I was into everything. I mean, my friends like my friends on my street really like had like. One of my friends super into rap and showed me like Gucci Mane, or no, not, this is way back, like G-Unit is what I meant to say. So like mm -hmm. G-Unit and like Eminem and all that and like, like just really old stuff. And I remember even buying like a Destiny's Child CD and like a Nelly CD <laughs> like when I was like 10 or something. Cause like, I didn't, I don't know. I just, I remember just listening to the radio a lot and like there was like a, like a rap station too that would always play like really good like 
hip-hop and stuff and then like also I was really into like emo music because my sister's uh, boyfriend was in like a band and was like I thought he was like the coolest person ever so like because I think when you're like a kid you kind of just look up to like older people yeah. so I was just really into like hardcore and emo music for a minute too it's kind of like I was all over the place but I thought it was cool that like I was into like everything and didn't just pick yeah. one thing uh, were you ever into bands then? I wanted to be in a band, but I was too shy and I felt like I didn't have anything to offer because I didn't know how to play guitar and I didn't realize that like like synthesizers were gonna be cool or like even what they were at the time mm -hmm. and like uh, I mean yeah, I don't know I ended up starting like some like a band eventually with like my a couple of my friends um, in like 10th grade or 11th grade and it was more like electronic though it was more like breathe carolina and like the mm -hmm. early like yeah. emo like auto-tune like so it's kind of funny because it's like almost full circle yeah to, like, i was just gonna say what that. i'm doing now <laughs> but like that's like what i used to do like in high school yeah but i would never sing it would always be like i made my friend sing because i was like like i would write some of the songs but like I was like, I have never singing, like I suck and like, <laughs> I can't do it. What were your favorite subjects back then? Um, I really like history actually. Um, yeah, I like history. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite subjects. But you didn't want to study it at UMass? Um, I just didn't know what I would want to do with it. And then I also was thinking like, why live in the past when we have so many problems now? Or just, there's so much going on now, like, I don't know. I just think, like, we can learn from the past, and, like, it's interesting, and that was, like, my favorite subject, but I didn't really, unless I were to be a history teacher, which would be dope, I've thought about that. Yeah? I haven't thought about that in a while, but, <laughs> yeah, that was, that used to be something. And then before, like, UMass Amherst, you went to a different school, right? Or was yeah, I went to Arizona State. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like my first year, um, and like did the whole like join a frat and like party yeah. and like I did. I went to school for business first there and uh, why Arizona State? Though? Yeah, uh, because they gave me money and oh. I wanted to go far away. I was just kind of like fed up with like my hometown and like. I think at the time, like, I didn't appreciate what I had out there, and I kind of also just knew there was, like, so much more that I hadn't seen yet. Like, at the time, I hadn't even really been, like, to the West Coast. I'd never been to, like, California. So, like, Arizona sounded really cool, and I was like, word. But I'd never been there. So after, like, a year of that, I was kind of just like, eh, I don't really know if this is for me. Yeah. And then, like, I wanted to go to school for music at the time. Like, that was around the time when I was like, okay, like, music is definitely what I want to do. But, um, you know, it's so hard to, like, commit to that and also get, like, parents on board if, like, there's no, like, job prospects or whatever. So that's why I ended up just going to UMass um, and just studying, like, psychology. But I ended up uh, leaving there too because I spent too much time like working on music <laughs> and not going to class. Yeah. <clears throat> and then was it during that? So like Robo Kid happened. Was it was it like sophomore year or was it like? So way before that? it was way before that. I start. I came up with the name like. Um, it was like, 
while I was at Arizona State. Oh. So it was like 2011, but, and I, that was when I really started like coming up with like what sounds I wanted to do, but I mean, it's kind of evolved now, obviously, but back then I wanted to do like more of like the chiptune stuff mixed with like, I don't even know, like I was just kind of like, you know, learning production and like, the name kind of just came out of just like, seeing like my friend wearing a shirt that said kid robot and yeah. I was like whoa that's cool and then it kind of just switched it around and then like I don't know found meaning in it yeah. so yeah. why psychology um I just like I thought it was interesting because well actually you know the real reason is because it was the only major that I could get into with my GPA because mm -hmm. <laughs> I had a really bad GPA um, which is funny because in high school, like, I had, like, a 4.0, but mm -hmm. then I just kind of just gave up. Also, high school is way easier. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just did psychology because I thought it was interesting, like, how people think. I think it's because I think a lot mm -hmm. about just, like, I overthink and, like, a lot of my family has, like, you know, mental health issues. And a lot of my friends and every, I feel like everyone to some degree has, you know, their own stuff going on up there. So I think like, that was just interesting to me. And then was it in like, that area that you met, like was it listed contingency and like? Oh yeah. Pace? Well actually, so that was around, so after, um, that was like a little bit before I met Andrew or Ao. So I, um, I met uh, Dustin, who runs Lived a Contingency, which is like, for those of you who don't know, is like a, uh, it's like a collective, uh, and back then they were doing like, it was like footwork and like Jersey Club and like all that stuff in 2013 that was like cool. So I, uh, yeah, they like reached out to me and he wanted to manage me and so he was my first ever like manager, um, Dustin, and uh, he's really nice, he's cool. It just it didn't end up working out, like he ended up like getting married and stuff too, mm -hmm. and, like doing other stuff. He works for Live Nation still. Oh. And uh, yeah, so I don't know, like that was that, but yeah. it was cool because they gave me some of my first gigs like in Boston. Um, and even before then, I had been doing a few gigs in, like, Providence, Rhode Island, because, like, some kids on Twitter just, like, found my SoundCloud and oh, wow. were like, oh, like, Jersey Club, like, remixes, like, come play, like, so, like, back in, like, 2013, like, right as I was, like, kind of leaving UMass, I uh, started doing that, like, just playing DJ shows in, like, Providence and Boston, just because kids were finding, like, my SoundCloud and like, I didn't even really have like that much on there. I mean, it was just a lot more like just remixes and stuff that people wanted to like, I don't know. It was a different world back then, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun, yeah. And then did you move back in with your parents or were you just like living alone? Or so I moved back in with my parents like around that time when I was DJing and then, um, about like almost a year later, I ended up just moving to Boston because I met other friends through Dust, like Dustin, the Lifted Contingency uh, people. So I met more friends in Boston, lived with them. They, they're still some of my best friends. Uh, 
And they all taught me how to DJ, actually. Like, they taught me how to actually, like, use CDJs and, like, be a real DJ. And, uh, like, that's who, like, when Chris and Ayo and, like, Sajib came to, like, first stay with me in Boston, like, they stayed at that house. Uh, so, yeah, just a lot of things happened around yeah. that time where I was meeting everyone. And, yeah, Were you working other jobs at that time, or? Yeah, so I was working at, uh... I had a few different jobs like throughout that time. It was like Best Buy, <laughs> and then I worked an overnight job at Best Buy, which mm -hmm. was like I worked like 12-hour shifts from like 9 p.m. to like 9 a.m. and then would go sleep all day and like oh, wow. live in a hotel. And it was like the craziest job. So I left that, and that was around the time Moving Castle was like starting. I was doing that job and like just up all night talking to like. Kapakavi and J-Lo in like the Netherlands just yeah. like it's like 4 a.m. here and like whatever time there but yeah I think a lot of people who like I, we haven't said on our channel but like how did Moving Castle happen? Manila Killa and Ayo Beats had been friends already. Ayo Beats like found my like Alana Del Rey remix on this like channel on YouTube <laughs> called like Moomba Blasta and I tried to find the video but I think they took it down but it was like an old remix in like 2013. So around that time when I was like just DJing and doing weird stuff. And um, he was just like, hey, we both go to UMass. Like, cause he saw that I was from like Amherst on my SoundCloud. Cause for some reason I put like Amherst, I would always change it like from like, like Amherst or like to try and sound cool. I'd put like Boston, even though I wasn't from there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so like, uh, I had it say Amherst for once, and I'm glad it actually said where I lived because he was like, yo, I live there too, like, let's meet up. So we met up and talked, and uh, I, it was so awkward the first time we met, like, a oh, light, really? one of his, like, lights from his dorm, like, oh, yeah. fell on my head, and, like, it was just, like, really awkward. Like, we were gonna try and make <laughs> a song, so and we just literally <laughs> talked for about a half hour, and then, like, I, like, went home, and then, like, I was like, ah, oh, that was weird. I don't know if I'll ever really, like, I might see him again. I don't know. Like, we didn't really hang out. And then um, almost, like, I don't even know how much longer later, like, we stayed in contact kind of and then, like, hung out again. And he showed me Manila Killer's music. And I was like, damn, this shit's hot. Like, we should start something with, like, all our sounds because they're different. But, like, I feel like there's still a common theme. And so it was gonna be like the three of us and then we were gonna try and like find some other people and then it just kind of went like out of control when everyone wanted to be a part of it. And yeah. then we kind of just like... How are you even like gaining momentum <laughs> from the onset? Like at that time, people didn't really even know you guys. Yeah, I mean, we had like a little bit of following each, but it was very small. And I think the thing was like, um, when we packaged all of our music together as compilations and like reached out, if you just recognize like one or two names on the compilation, then you'd be like, oh, let me check this out. And so, I mean, I think it was a bit luck and just like doing, you know, that stuff was popular back then. And I feel like we hit it at the right time, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I still feel like it was a slow, like, build. Like, I feel like it didn't initially just all of a sudden become this thing. Like, the first, like, compilation, we switched the artwork, like, 
twice within like the first week. So like, I don't know. We didn't really have our anything together like at that time, I guess. It kind of just happened. <laughs> yeah. How did it click to you to start merch? Um, so, well, that was basically like, uh, that was like all Brett's idea initially, I feel like. It was like he wanted a shirt for the LA show and then like Faisal and Dylan, so like Hunt for the Breeze and Dugong Jr. came up with a design for the original shirt and then uh, it did so well, we were like, let's just keep doing yeah. stuff. How did but you get Skrillex to wear it? <laughs> that, we, uh, that, we were so shocked, we were like, what the heck? And it's basically because uh, Fan Fiction, this guy who runs, uh, or he used to run uh, Nessie HQ, he's a really good friend of mine, uh, he was like a really big like advocate for us back then and was like putting us like on all the like Nest HQ posts and trying to get us like like attention through them because he really liked our music and so he gave Sonny one of our shirts and then he ended up wearing it and uh, that was really cool because like we saw it in the in like some interview and we we're just like damn like that's just yeah. like and you wore it to some shows yeah like yeah. at that time yeah I forget what show but like I just remember at that time like being such a huge like fan and just seeing him as like some other type of you know just yeah. like I don't know I've yeah <laughs> so that's how that that went. how would you say moving Castle has changed over the years um or well, your roles I think every year it's it's changing I think um we're still like figuring out what it is that like we really are I think like I think we like being a label and all that but like um, I think in the beginning like it was really just a hey let's like start this little crew thing and then you know as you learn more about how things work and people you know not everyone uh, like you know is can commit full-time to doing music so that's tough too it's like uh, when you have all these people involved and then you're trying to like put together another compilation or something and then people want to put out singles or like they getting impatient like it was hard to keep doing the same formula over and over again like the compilation thing so I think that's why we switched over to being more of like a label but then uh, I don't know and then how did you realize in the dynamic that you were more of like the merch person or like you well, did some of the designing and stuff? I mean, that, I, I like to like, I don't know. I feel like I was the, I just kind of assumed that position mm -hmm. when we needed it, but uh, it's not really exactly what I wanted to be doing, I feel like. Like I did it because like, it was interesting and I was learning about it at the time and I like uh, was working with like the people at like Ausla Goods and like learning yeah. how they were operating so I was kind of like but then I like thought about it a lot and I think just moving Castle as a whole like we want to just be more about like the music right now and like we want to bring merch back for sure and do cool stuff but I think just it was getting to be a lot for just me to handle by myself and like because like if you compare it to like most I don't know just having just one person doing it is tough yeah um, 
So yeah, I think just like it came on me because it was like I was the design guy and stuff and like if we needed new merch made like I could whip it up and do it but uh, yeah I yeah. kind of like stepped down a bit and we're trying to like figure out what we're gonna do next with like the merch stuff or I kind of just was like yo guys let's like take it back like yeah a little bit because we were doing a little too much but yeah actually how did the Owlsville thing come about so that, I met um, the girl in charge of that, Melissa Gross. Um, where did I meet her originally? I, I think it was at like a show I was doing. It was like I was playing with Miha and she did the merch for that. And we just started talking because uh, it was around the time we were trying to plan out some of our merch items for Moving Castle. And I didn't really, I wanted to try making like some different stuff and uh like she just she's like um related to the guy who ran american apparel for ever and like started it so she just had a lot of really good um like advice and she's really cool she just like she's one of the most driven people i've ever met like it's yeah. crazy so her just like seeing her work ethic and like all the stuff she does is crazy so yeah. Yeah. Just I just kind of like asked if I could work for her for a little bit and like learn from her mm -hmm. and stuff. So it was cool. What was it like at that point, like working with Ausla? Uh, it was interesting. It was really fun. Really, like, learned a lot. Um, but it was also just, uh, it just like was hard to like do work with them and also try and work on Moving Castle, like at the same time and it wasn't really exactly what I wanted you know it was just like I don't know it just didn't work out to yeah. like what it, like yeah it wasn't really my end goal either it was kind of just like let's try this out for a bit because I'm kind of like at that point my music was kind of like on pause because like I was trying to figure out like what to do because I was like not getting booked for like I kind of just stopped putting out music for a little bit because I didn't know what to do because mm -hmm. that was around the time I was like figuring out transitioning to like kind of what I'm doing now. Yeah. So. How did it like click to you that you wanted to put all your energy back into music again? Because uh, I was doing so much merch stuff actually. Oh. It was pretty much, so it's like kind of full circle. It's like I was just putting so much time into that and just realizing that I wasn't happy with myself for like you know, I felt like I was getting off track, kind of. Like, it felt like my main thing that I really, my main messages I want to get across are through music. So uh, that's just why I kind of like went back. And especially with AO moving back from London too, that really helped like get me back like in the swing of like making music all the time. Yeah. And then you said in a previous interview that it was like difficult because you were comparing yourself to a lot of like successful friends and stuff. Yeah, it was really difficult, like, in 2016, because a lot of my friends, well, not to be like, oh, like, you know, like, I don't know, I felt like I was watching, like, so many people do really well, and, like, I was overthinking everything that I was doing, because I was like, I need to be just as good as these people who, like, I started out with, but then I realized that, like, everyone's projects are different everyone's taste is different and like things happen at different times
for different people for different reasons and like yeah it just kind of like took me a while to like really sit down and think about that stuff and like get over that yeah you know but I think like it was just hard at first because I just felt like uh, no one was helping me but then I realized that you just have to do everything yourself like no yeah. one's gonna help anyone like unless you know like you have to help yourself first and then once you're doing well it'll attract more people to you so mm -hmm. that's my main takeaway from those yeah. years pretty yeah. much and how did you realize that you wanted to sing more or just sing in general well, yeah so that I mean it's something I've always wanted to do um, like ever since starting those band like that band back in high school with my friends like I always wanted to sing but I was always like I suck like I'm never going to like I would try and sing in the car and I'd be like wow I'm terrible or I would like record myself and be like that sounds like shit so I'm never gonna do that but then one day like last year I had a session with AO Beats and Kid Fruppy and uh, we were just working on music and my laptop was broken and I was just like pissed off because I like couldn't work on the beat and I just like was having writer's block on the beat because it wasn't my laptop and just I don't know dumb stuff I was just getting in my head and then uh, I texted Drew my manager that I was like just like annoyed and he was like just try writing lyrics like and make like Kid Fruppy sing or something because like at the time like I thought he was the only one in the room who could sing and then uh, Andrew told me like you sing it, like you wrote it, you try and sing it. And then he made my voice sound pretty good and I was like, damn, like, I don't know. And so from that day on, I kind of just kept trying to like learn singing. And even like, I don't know, it's funny to listen back to the stuff I was doing like a, almost a year ago, like the early singing stuff to like now, it's funny to listen to like how I've learned how to sing. Like there's just mm -hmm. like different stages that I've gone through. so it's, kind of funny yeah but, yeah and for your uh, part EP what were the main like themes or ideas behind that yeah. um well it was had a lot to do with just like my internal like struggles of like feeling like I'm making mistakes or like feeling like I'm not doing the right thing kind of like what you were saying before about like looking at every, all my successful friends doing well and then like like feeling like I'm not good enough and also like my relationship uh, stuff just I mean I just feel like it's a lot of relatable content <laughs> I think or at least like writing it I just was like you know I just hope some people can relate to this like and get something out of it because it's a lot of just like stuff I've learned and, yeah yeah just a lot of different this is, it's a lot about my relationships but yeah yeah how do you think you've grown as a person since when you started? Um, well, I definitely was a lot more uh, cocky when I was like <laughs> younger and thought that like, you know, I just, I think like I've grown a lot more and like matured a lot in terms of like, song, like what a song actually is and like, I don't know, just like overall like, uh, I guess you can just hear it in the music too if you listen like there's just it's a lot more mature now like just the direction I'm going I think but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I don't know it's hard for me to 
look at myself and yeah. be like, like I, I don't know. I'm such a like in the moment type person. Mm -hmm. So, what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Um, definitely myself. Like believing in myself. I think it's like really hard to just like sometimes you just get discouraged and like you need someone else there to be like, no, this is this is good, like what you're doing is good, like don't give up, like sometimes if you don't, like I think sometimes I just like am alone too long and then like have self-doubt and like start getting depressed and I'm like, you know, like shit, like am I even like, am I just wasting my time here, like what am I doing, does anyone even listen to like what I'm doing, but it's cool to see like the feedback from the EP and stuff and it was good to like finally put out all that yeah, music again and so stuff good. so I think it's just a good start to the year and like we've been making so much crazy stuff like even this week so, yeah like <laughs> hearing all this sneak peeks <laughs> unreleased stuff yeah so and it's a lot weirder than the stuff I thought like it's a lot weirder than I thought we'd be making like yeah so like that's why I'm happy about it so yeah, yeah. What does success look like to you? Um, it looks like me being able to just make music every day in a house and being happy. Mm -hmm. And my family being happy. Yeah. That's really all I want. It's yeah. just, yeah, people to not worry. Or like my family to not worry about me. And to just be able to make music every day. Yeah. Pretty much. What does love mean to you? That's a deep one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, uh, it's trust and respect and I don't know I could go way into that but I feel like uh, yeah for a while I guess I didn't really know what it was or like yeah mm -hmm. like I feel like uh, being able to just t like tell or talk about anything, I think, is, is, and not hiding anything, so that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I guess that's really what it boils down to, and that's why, I like, uh, I don't know, like, I always say, like, I love you to, like, all my friends and shit, like, I feel like it's just, like, a thing, like, we all do around here, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? Like not being a bad person, mm -hmm. or like be remembered as like someone who made like a positive impact on like certain people's lives, like especially like these artists that we're like bringing around and trying to develop. I think like yeah, that's what I want us, well, me and Moving Castle, I think to be remembered. Yeah, for, I so. love that. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, no, thanks. Thank <laughs> Bye, you. guys.